As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So if ever I get on speed, in real life, I'm going to say, oh, it's just the film. You're like, yeah. you're, you're, you're sitting right in right front now. of me. Oh, it's the film, man. No, no, it's because I'm on eight millimeter. <laughs> I'm old timey. Nobody wants to admit they believe in ghosts. There are just a lot of unanswered questions. And most people would be like, oh. I like how people react when they hear about our podcast. We were right. <laughs> There are things back here. I don't want milk. There was a miracle. We must explain it. Hi, everyone. This is Paula. And this is Elaine. And you're listening to Wait Wait, What? what, what? Uh, uh. We are just days away from our live Mm -hmm. show in Morro Bay. I'm a poet. You are a poet. You're ready for the spotlight. I'm ready for some slam poetry. Stage lights. Oh, my God, we should do some slam poetry. <laughs> oh, my God. Cryptids. <laughs> Scary, hairy cryptids. <laughs> I, I forgot we were recording, and I'm listening like, oh, yes, I'm already a fan. It. Do you have an Instagram? I got to get I got to follow you. You're such a hype woman. Don't encourage this behavior. But that that was golden, man. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> so this should be coming out Friday. Our live show is on Sunday. Oh, that's right. So come to the siren. Come to the siren in Morro Bay. Main Street. Um, main, yep, Main Street. Uh, it starts, well, doors open at 6. Yes. The show starts at 7. Mm-hmm. So there's an hour there in between. You can get a little drinky drink. And we'll be there. Snack. Oh, we'll be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you'll have our ear. You can give us ideas. Totally. And we can have a drink. Buy us drinks. I was like, you can buy us a you drink. You can buy us a drink. <laughs> um, and then it goes from 7 to 8.30. That's right. It's going to be a good time, you guys. Oh, my gosh. The energy there is going to be insane. A lot yeah. of people have been approaching us who are buying tickets. Yeah. Or, or um, are going to buy a ticket at the door. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be close to sold out, though. It probably sold out that night. Yeah. So be careful. It's eight dollars in advance, and I think two twenty-five or two seventy-five service fee. So I, it's just a yeah. little over ten dollars. Oh, okay, okay. So if you buy it through Eventbrite, through Eventbrite, mm-hmm. right, right. So, but I mean, because you don't want to wait out in line, and and, and you don't want it to no be way. sold out for God's get sake. in, buy a drink, come Get sit in. down with yeah. us. Um, so yeah, we're following the Super Bowl. This is going to be a much bigger show. Please. Come on. Which, mu- well, it will have much better results. 
goddamn <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> hey, it was a good game, though, considering yeah. like most times you get Super Bowl and it's always a blowout. It's just the 49ers. I grew up during the Joe Montana era. And Montana. They, oh, my God. He and Jerry Rice yeah. were like crazy, amazing yeah. superheroes. That's in the past, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's your turn. My turn. Oh, that means it'll be your turn to start first at the Ooh, siren. I'm kind of I'm nervous. I'm nervous, too. But you know how we nervous is we, another kind of fuel for us. It's our inner monster. Uh, like we're producing our own monster energy drink when we're, yeah, we're we nervous. Yeah, but we're we not are. doing that today. We have actual cans of monster today. Yeah. Whatever happened to Yerba Mate's? <laughs> You're about puh. We're here about puh. It's funny because my sister-in-law is now just starting to kind of listen. And she's like, I want this yerba mate. She's like, Aww. every time you guys drink it, I'm like, God, what is that? I want to get some. Because, I mean, it's not that well known in, in L.A. See, area. that's what happens, yerba mate. You should have sponsored us. You should us. have jumped on the bandwagon. Monster, <laughs> door is still open, homie. All right. So what do we what do we have today? Okay, so this is, I have a couple, a few different stories. Maybe we'll have time for two of them or three. But they all kind of revolve around this idea of secrets. Mm. And I was thinking about these things that we keep secret. Mm-hmm. There was this whole article in Psychology Today that was basic on like the human level, like why secrets are bad for you. Okay. But yeah, forget that. Is there a secret you want to tell me? <laughs> oh my god, I should prepping? have. I should have been ready to reveal a secret. Do we have any secrets with each other, Paula? No. <laughs> After all this time, I mean, we could pull out the scale. That's the only <laughs> thing you don't know. We're not going to do that. No, <laughs> because it's because that's going to be a temporary number that'll change. Right. That doesn't define me. That's a fleeting moment. Look at you. Oh, you had an Oprah moment. Look at us growing and learning. <laughs> and not having any secrets Such with each a safe other. Place. This relationship is going to move forward. We have to not have secrets. Okay, so there are all these events. <laughs> I love when we bring it. Okay, so, anyways, <laughs> we have to uh, own the fact that we have to, if we're going to go off the rails, we have to be responsible and go back on the rails. Yeah, there's got to be, if we get too far from the rails, then it. I yeah. don't even know. And let me go ahead and apologize for our Gwyneth Paltrow episode. Oh, wow. Like, we could have, you guys don't even know how much I cut off. And I, I love it. I love our show so much. But I was surprised. I was like, wow, I didn't remember so much off. about Gwyneth Paltrow. And then we drew it back again, like at the end of the show. <laughs> we just could not shut the fuck up about Gwyneth Paltrow. We weren't done. There's so many different kinds of secrets, and they're not... Okay, I'm just going to start with one because yeah, I'm, I'm bordering on big flowery introduction. <laughs> I was just going to say, looks like you're having a flower <laughs> arrangement, Paula. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went to the psychological florist this morning. <laughs> so there's this one thing. I was reading about it um, on another site. It, okay, so there was this big study at one time called the Tuskegee. Um, oh, God. What was it called? The experiment? No project Mm -hmm. study the tuskegee study and i read about this other site uh do you need a minute i just coughed out a long let me just go get a bucket (laughs) in case you vomit again okay (laughs) or or bless you i could have gone that way (laughs) okay uh, but they were talking about the Center for Disease Control and Prevention had this study that um withheld 
uh, treatment for these black men who mm-hmm. had syphilis because they wanted to study untreated syphilis. And the men did, didn't fully understand what was going on. Yeah, because they said, well, they gave consent, Ooh. but it wasn't fully informed consent. Uh, they didn't give them all the facts. No. So I'll, I'll read about it. Okay. It's just one of those, wait, what the fuck? And even the CDC had the story on their timeline. So that's the one I'm going to read. Okay. All the way back, 1932, the Public Health Service, working with the Tuskegee Institute, began a study to record the natural history of syphilis in hopes of justifying treatment programs for blacks. It was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. How we said things in those days. Mm -hmm. The study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who did not have the disease. The study was conducted without the benefit of patients' informed consent. Mm. Researchers told the men they were being treated for bad blood. That's what they actually called the ailment. Oh, it's called bad blood. Yeah, they just said you have bad blood. Oh. I know. A local term which was used to describe several different kinds of ailments, including syphilis, but including anemia and fatigue. Can you imagine if we named all our, like, sicknesses? <laughs> like, you have the um, aggressive snots. Like, we're like... A cold. I go in for a pregnancy test. I'm like, oh, you've got bad <laughs> you've got, uh, uterus. <laughs> you've got a burrito baby. Like, oh, no, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> that's a different, but I love that baby I, all the same. Like bad blood for syphilis. I don't know why I included pregnancy in that as a bad <laughs> no, no, ailment. No, no. I just, just be clear, I love my babies. <laughs> why didn't they just call it syphilis? It was actually called syphilis at that time. But they told the patients. I mean, how condescending. And I don't know if they called, I don't know if they told white patients they had bad bad blood. blood. But they're definitely telling the black patients they have bad bad blood. blood And And that seems very condescending to me to oversimplify a serious ailment. And not only that, but like you said, they weren't given a full information. So it does sound like they kind of like watered it down. Definitely so. Because they consented to the study not understanding. Right. Um, the depth of what was going on. God. So the You're, study you have the terrible itchies. That's called the crabs. Like, <laughs> that's not terrible itchies. <laughs> you have bad pubes. <laughs> you have the creepy crawly crotch. I could tell. I could tell. Oh, but thank you for the diagnosis. Yes. Could you fax that to my employer so they understand why I need to itch during the workday? <laughs> Okay, so so they did not receive proper treatment needed to cure their illness. In exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams for all the good it did, free meals, and burial insurance. What the Which doesn't that seem awful in case this doesn't end well? (laughs) So here's some hamburger and fries. And also, what casket do you want? What? Open the curtains. (laughs) This one's velvet lined. (laughs) Although originally projected to last six months, the study actually went on for 40 years. What the? How? And there are some serious side effects to syphilis, like insanity, yeah, for one. I was going to say. Didn't like, Hitler have I mean, I don't know if he was a nice guy before syphilis, no, but right? <laughs> it really turned that guy. God damn. <laughs> he got mean. No, I think he was just on. I, I don't think he was on syphilis. They were saying he was taking speed. Oh, I'm sure you have video. He was like, he was just like moving back and forth during the, the Olympics. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's just the film. I'm like, no, everybody else next to him is moving normally. It's the film. They said, oh, it's just because the film is sped up. I'm like, no, that fucker is 
on a high. So if ever I get on speed, in real life, I'm going to say, oh, it's just the film. You're like, yeah. you're, you're, you're sitting right in right front now. of me. No, it's the film, man. No, no, it's because I'm on eight millimeter. <laughs> I'm old timey. Oh, man, we went for this great long walk before we recorded today. And I think that's gets us as high as monster it does and we've doubled it up we've so because we're still we're we drink, we're drinking monsters now yeah this is awesome will we ever get through the show who knows we don't know Stick we might around. be recording you'll get us on friday saturday and sunday because that's how long the episode will be 72 hours right <laughs> we could do it I think we yeah can. we should do oh shit we should do a oh my god a hours. marathon it, like a haunted place Oh, yeah. Right? And just like, because I'm not sleeping in a haunted, like. Oh, there's no way I could sleep there. Right? Because I watch, I mean, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't mention Zach Bagans. But they, yeah, lockdown. Maybe not 72. Let's do 24 hours. Let's calm down. It's it's that four mile walk that's like making our heads go that's, crazy. It's making us think big. Right. This is the time when you're drinking and you pull out the cocktail napkins. We've got to write Great. this down. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm not taking 72 off the table, but we'll start with 24. But if there is going to be 72, can we have snacks? Oh, my God. Like around. That's a given. Okay, good. See? I'm not going to not eat. <laughs> For 72 hours. I want some snacks. I'm going to be like Uber Eats and have them bring it to the haunted house. It's like, did you hear the demonic growl? That was my stomach. (laughs) Mozzarella sticks. Get back on So anyway. (laughs) And the story was broken in 1972. Mm. Uh, The Associated Press wrote a story. Um, about this whole study caused public outcry that led the Assistant Secretary for Health and Scientific Affairs to appoint an ad hoc advisory panel to review the study. The pa- okay, blah, blah, blah about the panel. We don't care. <laughs> the, but the panel did find that the men had agreed freely to be examined and treated. However, mm-hmm. there was no evidence that researchers had informed them of the study or its real purpose. So it's one thing to be like, do you agree to the study? We'll give you food. We'll give you, you know, burial insurance. And they're agreeing to it thinking, you know, it's just like those studies with authority figures. People say yes to authority. And these men said yes too. Right. And doesn't say what their economic status was. What's well, like when you sign up for social media and they have this like, oh, by the way, yeah. long thing and you just scroll down and press agree. Like, what did you just agree to? I have no idea. I just, I just want to get on social media. I don't know what yes. I agreed to, but it's like. I know. And they're just like, can we read your emails? And if you become famous, we'll post clips. Right? And we're like, yep. Here's a bucket of fries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had me at bucket. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like Oprah now. Like I checked under my chair to see if there was something you there. Get a bucket Did of I just fries. win something? You get a bucket of fries and you get a bucket of fries. Shit. Oh, we should have a prize underneath the seat. Anyways. Oh my god, that's a fun. fun. Okay. And the prize will be like a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. We're not rich. I don't know if you've noticed, but you haven't been paying to listen to the show. Yeah, if you want bigger prizes, go to Patreon <laughs> and help us out. We have lost all control. So the men were never given adequate treatment. Even when penicillin became the drug of choice for syphilis in 1947, give researchers did not offer it to the subjects. The advisory panel found nothing to show that subjects were ever given the choice of quitting the study, even when this new highly effective treatment became widely used. So they were just watching them suffer. 
Yeah, they and they were watching like the effects? you know documenting. Yeah, yeah, the oh stages God. of untreated syphilis, Holy regardless shit. of the fact that these were human beings and, and their job as medical professionals was to treat and certainly cause no harm, which withholding treatment is causing harm. Yeah. Wow. No, it's nuts. But they figured, oh, well, they signed up for it. But yeah, they, they agreed they to it. Know what they signed up for. Just because someone signs a piece of paper. It's just like, really, that should be illegal with the social media. They know we're not reading that. I know. <laughs> they know who their audience is. Seriously. Uh, so then the advisory panel concluded that the Tuskegee study was ethically unjustified. The knowledge gained was sparse when compared with the risks. So ultimately mm-hmm. uh, was sparse when compared with the risks the study posed for its subjects. In October 1972, the panel advised stopping the study at once. A month later, the assistant secretary um, announced the end of the study. There was a class action suit. Um, They ended up in 1974. There was a $10 million out-of-court settlement. And as part of the settlement, the U.S. government promised to give lifetime medical benefits and burial services to all living participants. And it looks like their families as well. So that was just this thing where Mm -hmm. you hear... You know, and like these conspiracy theories were like, no, they didn't do that to black people. No, they didn't uh-huh. do it to women. But some things absolutely yes. happened. Why wouldn't the government? That's why I, I love this. Well, we enslaved we... people. So I'm pretty much going to keep an open mind to, <laughs> to other tragic that they can do. Yeah. I don't know where this like blind trust. Sometimes some people, the government would never. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Especially when power and money are involved. So if anyone's trying to make you blindly obedient and not think critically. Yeah. No, the yeah. fuck all y'all. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the warning sign. Exactly. Start asking questions. And speaking of social media, that's a big thing where they try to clump you in, you know, into different segments. Label this person that, label that person that. Well, yes. this person lives here. That must mean that they're like that. That's a form of control and oh, blind Oh, I know. Obedience. That's actually true. Yeah. You know, like we were just saying, like mm-hmm. the you know, whole like boomer millennial kind of crap yeah. that's just another thing to get you to separate your- yeah with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Divide and conquer. And not critically think yeah. that every individual is their own person. Yes. It's easier to clump people into groups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anytime you find yourself hating a whole group of people yeah. just based on the group. Exactly. They're winning. Yes. The, the big guys. Question so, yourself. Yeah. Question. Yeah. So here's this other thing. Um, this wasn't a secret per se, except that it was it was this private company in Sweden 
that did this very weird team building exercise. Oh God, those never go. <laughs> oh my God. Well, someone ended up witnessing it and calling the police <gasps> on it. So that became a big so deal. So this wasn't a trust fall. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a type. Although I did start, <laughs> I started taking the rabbit trail into trust fall videos <laughs> gone wrong. <laughs> They were hilarious, <laughs> but then I pulled myself back. Yeah, yeah. it's no, so easy. But it's, it's always fun to go into that rabbit hole. I think it was uh, yeah. uh, Jenny Slate that said she had been obsessed and also kind of uh, horrified at herself that she was obsessed with watching videos uh-huh. of brides singing original songs to their grooms. Oh it was no! So and she was talking about like the brides coming down the stairs, and like Kevin. There's all these people around us. And everyone's like, like, the groom's like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he actually looks horrified. These horrific, like in very cringy videos. Like, I don't know if I told you, but my worst nightmare is being serenaded too. Like, I don't think I would like, I was serenaded by a bunch of high school kids once and that was very sweet. No, that was sweet. I'd written a story. Mm -hmm. They were on this big fundraiser to go to New York. Mm -hmm. I saw them at this public event. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, she's the one who wrote the story. And they serenaded me this. That's um, nice. Is it One Note? Wait, what was that band? One Direction? One Direction. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, Okay, Boomer. Boomer. (laughs) I'll call myself. What was it called? Like one, <laughs> one a bunch of guys. It wouldn't be one note. What a horrible one. name for a band. Uh, oh, thank you very much. One thank note. you, thank you. And for an encore, oh, that was a higher note. We're one at a time band. Okay, so it was One Direction, but it was the sweetest thing. But that's different. Yeah, yeah if no, I am like dating it. anyone oh. and they serenade me in public. No. That's about them wanting attention. I would hate it. I would hate it. Because for me, it's not even about them. It's just like, so what am I supposed to do when you're singing? Can I check my phone? <laughs> Can I eat a snack? Am I just supposed to lovingly look at you in the eye? And for how long? And feel the burning gaze of everyone around us? No. Like, And then it's like you have the pressure of like reacting appropriately. Oh, my That's, God. No, you have to act like you like it. Right. Like, how long is that going to last? Oh, no. And if he proposes to me at the end of it, oh, fuck. I'm going to be like, the answer is no. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to pretend. I'm going to finish this fucking show. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I can't believe you proposed. Right? Never no. going to marry you. How <laughs> dare you. Okay, what were we talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> this company in Sweden, it's called Ericsson. Let's see. So, the team building exercise was in Athens, Greece. Um, but the company was from Sweden. They wanted to see how a busload of their Ericsson employees, uh, I, they do say what Ericsson is, I don't know, some kind of company, mm-hmm. I'll get to that. They wanted to see how they would react to a robbery. Okay. But they didn't count on a passerby with a cellular phone. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And even how the, okay, what but let me. possibly go wrong? Police on, well, here's a, like, if, what if someone... Had a knife or a gun and killed the fake robber. They didn't think that out. Oh, my God. I mean, thank goodness that didn't. I mean, they're Swedes, so I don't know. They they seem like a calm culture. I don't really. Well, I'm stereotyping cultures. Right. Uh, So, oh, it's a Swedish telecommunications company. Yeah. Um, their managers decided to stage a hijacking, mock kidnap, what? and robbery to see how a busload of 25 employees would react to the situation. This could be bad. How did, who in the world thought this would be a good idea? I don't know, but there was a big discussion of it because they had people, like the woman who was being kidnapped was in on it. Oh my 
god. So like this was some kind of executive meeting. I don't know how they thought that would be team building. I mean, I'm thinking about <laughs> well, the people I mean, yeah, we work with and get, most know. are wonderful and and I I mean, I'm so thankful they're in our lives, but there are a couple I think would probably shove me into the aisle. <laughs> Take I would her. <laughs> yeah, here, Paul. Let's make an offering. Oh my god! No. Oh kidding. my god! Or like, what if you, like you said, one of them had a weapon and yes. decided that they were he was going to protect everybody? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, someone she, being a hero, right? Because I think, I mean, I don't know. Well, we know I'd be frozen in my seat <laughs> trying to make it disappear, and you'd be climbing over the seats out the exit door. <laughs> I truly hope you all live. (laughs) So the managers asked the travel agency that chartered the bus to stop the vehicle as it traveled on a highway from Athens to the ancient city of Corinth. Police said two hooded men carrying what were empty shotguns, but of course the people on the bus didn't Mm -hmm. know that, forced the bus to stop and then kidnapped Suzanne Maria Vennerberg a Swedish Ericsson employee who was aware of the plan. Mm-hmm. But a passing motorist thought a real bus hijacking was underway and contacted police. Mm-hmm. Heavily armed Corinth police rushed to the scene. Let me scroll Wait, down. the police were not in on it. So the police were not in on it. That's so this another is, dumb move. Well, yeah, you can't. I mean, it's just incredible. Can we just do a trust fall? Can we just calm down? Or a ropes course? I mean, (laughs) God damn. Where people help each other and grow as a team? Uh, Let's see. Yeah, the heavily armed police rushed rushed to the scene. Like laser tag. Yeah, numerous. Right. Laser tag. For God's sake. I'm thinking of all these other things we could have done. Every other thing (laughs) will be better than this. Everything. Everything. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Jesus. Let's see. They rushed to the scene. Numerous patrol cars apparently fearing a repeat of two bus hijackings that happened just the year before that resulted in shootouts and three deaths. So not only all of this, (laughs) they did it in a place that just a year before had suffered actual death from a bus hijacking. Whoever thought of this is the CEO of Bad Ideas. Like... When we're done eating our flat pancakes, I have an idea that might pull us together. What the fuck? No, it doesn't make any sense. Patrol car crews did not exactly know what was happening as the police department services were not informed. Mm. There was a danger that they would get involved in the incident with unforeseen consequences, a police statement said. Mm -hmm. Police detained the Erickson and Travel Agency employees, but later released them. Uh Uh-huh. It was not known if they would be charged at a later date. A spokesman in Ericsson's headquarters in Stockholm, Sweden, said the incident was planned as a team building exercise and the company was sorry for any inconvenience it caused. They're not sorry to their own employees. Any inconvenience. This is a regrettable incident and we feel bad about the disturbance caused to the police. Spokesman Lars Stahlberg said, fortunately, it was quickly sorted out. No, not one. One word about these traumatized so what employees. The to the employees. Jesus, I wish they were Americans so they could class action lawsuit oh them. Oh my god, that's crazy! Like the they, you, you some of them probably have PTSD now. What? Yeah, they thought that they might die. Be... They watched a fellow employee Get... be grabbed. Yeah, for a potential kidnapping. And it was just kidding. Team building. Yay! So how do you, do you feel closer? 
Again, were they drunk? What? The- They're probably drunk with sunshine and grease after thinking that nothing could happen, that they would all like, like, okay, so I'm just putting myself in these shoes of the people that are thinking of this idea. Yeah. So after this whole thing and they go, just kidding, just yeah. kidding, it's a team building thing. Did they really think that all the employees would like, ah, oh, you were really something in that bus? Like, oh, you were really something <laughs> in the bus. <laughs> Right? I was quaking in my wooden shoes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Swedes. I know. I used to work for Ikea. Is that is that good? <laughs> is that good? That's culturally sensitive, right? <laughs> terrible. Did you have Swedish meatballs when you were oh, there? Like, I ate my fucking weight in <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Are you kidding me? That was the biggest perk ever was to have Swedish. I had it for lunch every day. Ah, uh, teenage metabolism. Because oh if I gosh, did that yeah. now, within three days, I would literally be a meatball. Yeah, um, I would look like that. Yeah, of but it meatball. was amazing. amazing. And I think I got a discount. I called their company and asked them, like, so what about the actual employees? What happened? Yeah, they didn't even go into them. Did they stay working for you? How Do they, they just take it that way in Sweden? It's so funny. They wrote this whole article and didn't even think to ask what happened. Well, I know the the only statement from Ericsson Telecommunications is, and they're in telecommunications. we're sorry for causing a disturbance to the police. To the police. But they it's like they stand behind their original idea. Yeah. Fuck. I have worked in places where whiny little baby employees will complain about extremely competent managers. Mm-hmm. And then you hear this, and you're like, okay, those, those are bad managers. Right. Those Jesus. are bad managers. Yeah. You're just being a big fat baby. <laughs> yeah. So until Ooh. you've been put in a hostage situation <laughs> like, by your boss. As a team building <laughs> event. Yeah, simmer down. Good God. I know. Okay, so let me see. I, and just one more. Do we have time for one yeah, more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But there was this guy. Have you ever heard of this British hacker, Gary McKinnon? Mm-mm. It was this crazy thing. Uh, let me see what year this was. Oh, the early 2000s. This guy um, hacked into the NASA computers. Uh-oh. Damn. I, I know. So and other military computers. There were different stories. Like some said, oh, like they were left without a password. There was something where they weren't password protected, which was crazy. But they still had the protection. Like you still had to get yeah, yeah, yeah. into still, the computer. Yeah, you, yeah. But he wanted to find out if there was anything on aliens and that kind of thing on the government okay, computers. that's fair. <laughs> and the government wasn't telling them. He had to go find Lofty out. Lofty goals. And you know what? I would have... I kind of backed it up. Anyways, go ahead. Poor <laughs> Gary McKinnon. Let's see. He had honorable intentions. Yeah, he says all he wanted to do was find evidence of suppressed technology and UFOs. Mm-hmm. Now Gary McKinnon has been branded an evil hacker and could end up at Guantanamo Bay. Oh, f- he, see? He, they're he, hiding he, something. They Come wouldn't on. extradite him from Great Britain. Uh-huh. Um, Theresa May, who at that time was, she was still in the government. I can't remember her role, but. Uh, because he had Asperger's and depression, oh. if he was extradited, there was a very good chance that he would become suicidal, oh. and that makes it not humanitarian. Got it. To do that, to so do they that kept him in Great be, Britain and didn't right. give him to the U.S. Aha! So interesting. Shit. But he could end up at Guantanamo Bay. Uh, Oliver Lindbergh caught up with him shortly before his extradition ruling. So the U.S. accused him 
Okay, it's so funny how they describe this guy. And other articles did something similar. Yeah. But Gary, oh, well, let me see where this is. I'm a sure medium.com. I'm sure they totally painted him to a, like a crazy wackadoodle. I know, it's funny because Gary McKinnon hasn't had the best of times lately. The U.S. is accusing the self-described, oh, self-described, bumbling computer nerd from London of committing the biggest military computer hack of all time. Well, then he's not exactly bumbling. Well, unless NASA is even more bumbling. Yeah, because, because he, a he got in. computer nerd got in. Mm. How's Target going to protect our credit cards when NASA can't com- <laughs> protect its from UFO bumbling, files? Yeah. yeah and I'm a, sure he didn't say that about himself. I'm sure he's just like, well, he like said it in passing or something. And they're like, oh, self-proclaimed. I know. <laughs> I'm just a bumbling computer right? nerd. I once said I was the schmurschmashel hobbit, but I didn't self-proclaim. Like, I, that's not how I describe it. Elaine Cheney thinks she's a hobbit. <laughs> self-proclaimed hobbit. A self-proclaimed it's like, hobbit. okay, she doesn't think she's a hobbit. I just <laughs> said it as a joke (laughs) (laughs) that's what people without humor do right since his arrest in 2002 gary has been battling extradition to the u.s oh let me see what year let me just scroll up quickly to see what year Mm -hmm. this is from 2016 so i should follow up i mean fairly recent fairly recent um if worse comes to worst he could face up to 60 years in prison and fines of up to $1.75 million. He said, I've bitten my nails down to the quick. Um, <laughs> before his appearance at the Info Security Europe trade show in London, where he drew a packed seminar theater. There's, there's a constant background stress and great worries about the future. You never fully relax. I I can't sink into it. I've done. I've been doing a bad Swedish accent, so now I can't do any accent. Can't jump into it. He never. You never fully relax. I haven't been fully relaxed in four years. I'm thinking, crikey, <laughs> throw a little Australian in there. This could be the end of life as you know it. You could be rotting in some crappy old jail. The times are pretty dark. Still, Gary has managed to hang on to his sense of humor and recently joked that the orange Guantanamo Bay jumpsuits would clash with his red hair. Oh, wow. Is that weird? His prosecutor. I mean, it's true. It is true. <laughs> it it is wouldn't true. be a good look no. for Gary McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Orange and red hair, no. Mm-mm. He also is, I was going to say a weird looking chap, but mm. I shouldn't t- comment on his looks. <laughs> but there, I've done it. I've said it. <laughs> His prosecutors claim that in the course of a year, the softly spoken 40-year-old hacked, 40-year-old hacked into dozens of computers at NASA, the U.S. Army, wow. Navy, Air Force, and Department of Defense. Jesus. I know. He's not bumbling. He's not bumbling. He's and oh my God, do we need a better firewall or something? He's just, I think he's just like. But a, he just might be. be well, and, and Asperger, sometimes they do have that kind of like one track mind yeah where they can go in deep on certain issues Mm -hmm. and which the u.s government is claiming caused damage of around seven hundred thousand dollars which i don't know how How you even put damage how but what they had to change the password from one two three four five yeah we had to hire someone for that (laughs) and we overpay so seven hundred thousand dollars for that week of work right contractor right and and they just went to cabo san lucas to do it yeah (laughs) In one instance, he's alleged to have deleted files at a United States Naval Weapons Station shortly after the 911 attacks, which sounds a little contrived to me because they're making like that's so dramatic. Our one major assault yes. on U.S. ground. Right. That so, wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So like, let's bring that up. Right, it was that, right after 9-11. Well, was the information about 9-11? Exactly. No. And it like stirs the pot when you say well, that. Well, it does like, oh, 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 
he that could have really hurt us. Yeah. Rendering the base's entire network of more than 300 machines inoperable. While Gary modestly admits he got access to secret systems, he denies causing damage. The damage accusations are ridiculous, he sighs. <laughs> I sigh for <laughs> I found out that for it to be an extraditable offense, it has to be worth one year in prison. For it to be worth one year in prison, it has to be... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. $5,000 worth of damage. As af- or he says, as if by magic, every single computer I was on caused $5,000 worth, worth of damage. Completely preposterous. If yes. you read the indictment, it says, with malicious intent. This is completely untrue. I was interested in maintaining a quiet presence yes. on these machines. How did he cause five? thousand dollars and they come damage. up with exactly that amount for each computer which adds up adds to seven hundred thousand which that's a lot of computers though well he did it over the course of years yeah and they're stupid did not have caught it after one or two no and he brings that up because oh i don't know what it's called and it's, it's over the course of years meaning your computer was still working and he was still in there and it was still working. Well, exactly. They didn't have... The computers did not shut down. He didn't delete any files. And he checked... Um, he'll name it. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a um, part of the system you can go into to see who has access. And he said there were addresses from other countries. Like, other people were doing the that same. access. Because if Jesus. they didn't know about him, they didn't know about all, all the, the people, people who are just sitting in. there watching... Oh, my God. No, they barely even have to be spies. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll just log in. Wow, to NASA's info. NASA, U.S. Army, Air Force, Navy. Oh, my God. What Gary did at the computer at his girlfriend's uh, aunt's house using a 56K modem. Wow. While drinking beer and smoking cannabis. (laughs) Okay. So you know he's not going to be violent. No, he's totally chill. He's chill. He's just, this is entertainment for nerds. You know, it's just fun to do. And if he's Asperger's, so he's like super honed in. Right, right. Watching The Office again? No. Let's let's crack into NASA shit. Let's see if there are UFOs. Right. (laughs) And it turns out there are. He called research at... Oh, he was calling it research at the time, what he was doing. Right. He never saw himself as a hacker and never socialized or chatted with other hackers. Obsessed with science fiction since childhood, he was convinced that the U.S. was suppressing alien technology and evidence of UFOs. Not exactly the motif of your stereotypical cyber terrorist. As Gary calmly talks about why he had to snoop around and what he saw, it becomes obvious his beliefs are genuine. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's an opinion of the writer, but it does seem that way. Mm -hmm. Years ago, he read a book by The Disclosure Project, which includes 400 witness testimonies ranging from civilian air traffic control to people who are in charge of whether to use nuclear missiles. Mm -hmm. All of these people said there was anti-gravity, which totally swung it for Gary. Mm. One of those reports was from a photographic scientist for NASA who worked at the Johnson Space Center and said they regularly airbrush UFO images from high-res satellite imaging. So Gary went in and had a look. I've read that before 
in my and that report is from a lot of um you know all these people are a lot of these people have yeah they have background background. checks they're um i told you about debbie's grandpa um that took pictures when they were testing out like a land rocket mm, mm -hmm. yeah and in the land rocket and this rocket was going so he was taking these like really quick pictures yeah like like a flip book but in the pictures lo and behold there mm-hmm. was an unidentified flying object in just a few of the pictures, meaning it was going quick and left quick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. But, you know, they're airbrushing. We talk about yeah. Russia rewriting history by yeah. photoshopping mm-hmm. images, but we do it, too. Yeah. Getting access wasn't difficult as many local administrator passwords were shockingly left blank. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even <laughs> the only one. But, you know, some... If, there are certain populations, and IT sometimes is one of them, where they will get overly confident. Mm-hmm. There are also some who are very diligent. And yes, my brother. Yeah, they have backup after backup. Uh-huh. Like, they're going to protect your system. Mm-hmm. Others don't. Yeah. Oh, and he wasn't even the only one. This is where he talks about the others. I did a network status command on every machine I was on, he explains, and you saw a whole list of connections from other countries. I looked up the IPs. There, there are no military bases, no American military bases in those countries. So it was definitely unauthorized access. Mm-hmm. Scanning the networks was mostly very boring. But then he found that what the photographic scientists had said was true. There were folders called processed and unprocessed of photographs. Ah. Bearing in mind, I was on 56K dial-up. These pictures were 200 or 300 megabytes in a NASA proprietary format. They're not JPEGs or GIFs. Right. But I managed to see three quarters of one, and it looked like no manufacturing means I've ever seen in my life. It looked like an elongated satellite with drones above, below, and to the left and to the right. No rivets, no seams, none of the usual signs of man-made machinery. Not only hacked, but found shit. Yeah, he found shit. So the files of photos that were processed and unprocessed, wow. like the yeah, taking it out, taking oh, out the signs boy. of mm-hmm. And I'm, oh, did they deny it? Um, no, it doesn't say whether mm. or not they denied it. Wow, that's why they're so mad at him. I know. Oh, but there was a guy at the machines at NASA who saw the mouse move. Oh, he right clicked the LAN icon and chose disconnect just when I found what I'd been after for two years. Oh, fuck. I know. Damn. Yeah. Although his his friends told him to stop, Gary was now completely hooked. Oh, yeah. And never really stopped to think about the results his actions could have. I was definitely addicted, he admits. Also, I felt I was doing or what I was doing was for the greater good. I thought that if there is technology, the public should have it, mm. not some secret department or secret government. Since he thought he wasn't causing any of the damage um, that the government later claimed, Gary thought that if he did get caught, he'd just get a slap on the wrist. Oh. I reckoned maybe they might even thank me because I could say, look at all these blank passwords. You were lucky it was me and not Al-Qaeda. No shit. I know. He makes a point. But- you know, they just get so angry because their egos are bruised. Yeah. Because there were anybody. all those other addresses that were doing the same thing. Like, this is so embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And they're just putting it on this dude. And they're like, like, okay, so maybe, yeah, don't blame the guy when yeah. you left your door unlocked. Right. Exactly. Since this interview, uh, a district judge has given the green light for Gary's extradition to stand trial for his alleged crimes in the U.S. The final decision is now up to John Reed. Um, at that time, the Home Secretary. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I don't think he's been extradited at this point, but yeah. I guess we'll see. Well, I hope I'll not. Take, God, they but yeah, that's the end easy. of that. It's just so... They need to take it easy on that guy because he didn't do shit. And $5,000 worth of damage. I know. I can't even believe that. Well, that was a great story, Woo! Paula. Good story. Love secrets. Especially... Oh, love secrets. Fucking... All right. Yeah, so what do you got? So today... I um, have two stories, and then I'll tell you what it's leading to. Okay. Okay? It's going to be really cool. It's not a flowery intro. Um, but let me give credit to MysteriousUniverse.org, TopFoundFootageFilms.com, and SlappedHam.com. SlappedHam? Yeah, SlappedHam huh. has really good videos on YouTube, too. Okay. Um, about all different things, but they do have a good section on paranormal and stuff like that. So first, I'm going to talk about this woman mm-hmm. named Lirina Garcia. So it's a tale about a parallel universe Okay, found in Spain where a woman named Lerina Garcia woke up one morning to find out that she was in our dimension instead of her own. Oh. So she actually uh, went online in uh-huh. 2008 to specifically ask for help uh, off of mm. like experts that she had. She was convinced that she slipped into our dimension oh, from God. her own. How scary. I know. So it's it's a, 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 a it, what makes the story even like even like more something that to look into is what this woman was just a normal forty something year old woman. Uh-huh. She wasn't some like crazy like believe not even you know like what you think when people right not even the stereotype not even of the stereotype yeah. of she was just a normal everyday woman. So this is her post back in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and this is translated from, uh, from Spanish. Okay. So, hello, my name is Luz. I have, I am, it says, I have 41 years. I am 41 uh-huh. years old. And I think I jumped into a parallel universe. I find it hard to tell because everyone will think I'm psychotic and no one will believe me. Please, if anyone has had a similar experience to write me an email. And basically she went on to say that she simply woke up one day uh-huh. and everything was different. So she points out it at, at first it was mainly small things in her life that had changed. The first thing she noticed was the sheet the sheets on her bed mm-hmm. were unfamiliar. Oh, such a personal item. It's such a weird thing to yeah. be like, did we have that rug? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because you, you're so used to going into your house and having things where they usually are. So of course even one item, like different kinds of sheets, and you're the one who buys the sheets, yeah. it'd be like but you would question yourself, like, have we had those? Did I just not notice how blue it was? Or You, you would. Yeah, definitely yeah. that. So that's why she was just kind of like, eh, I'm, I didn't pay. She didn't pay okay. attention and she went to work. But when she got to her office, <sighs> she found out that it wasn't there. She looked at, she said, when she got to her office in work, she found out that it was not there any longer. She looked at all the names on the doors, but hers was not one of them. And she thought she was on the wrong floor, but she wasn't. She was like, this is the correct floor. So the whole business wasn't the there? The whole business that she was working Whoa. for was not there. Turns out she was working for this company. It was still the same company, but apparently a totally different department for a totally different supervisor. Oh. She had no recollection of switching departments. So the actual floor, I think, that she or department she worked for wasn't there anymore. Okay. Not the actual So work. the business existed, but, but not her department. Not her okay. department. And then in the in her and she also said in, in her original or other 
parallel universe, she had just gotten a new boyfriend. Um, you know, like they just started dating four months. I think he had a son and she okay. had all these things. But when she arrived to this parallel universe, she found out she was with her ex. Oh. Still. And he was living with her and he was just like, what? <laughs> What's the big deal? She's like, we broke up. I know. Like, fuck. Right. She couldn't get over the fact that her boyfriend of four months never existed. Both oh, himself man. and his Did son. Did she look for him? Yes. And they couldn't find this guy. Oh. She said, it, it feels like they were a figment of my imagination, but she insists, no, I was dating. Yeah. She also claims that her sister in the other universe had an operation on her shoulder about three months before her slip. Uh-huh. And her family and her sister claimed that she never had any procedure on her shoulder. Oh. And to this day, Lorena claims she's still in the wrong universe. I guess she just resigned herself that she's going to be yeah. stuck here. Either that, it was a great way for her boyfriend to let her down easy. <laughs> like that's really complicated. Right. Well, we'll just put them in an alternate universe where I never exist. That's like a whole new way. Like, of how hosting. bad was it? How many breakups? You wouldn't break up very often if it took that. Right. She he ghosted her on a whole other universe. Like, boom! I don't even exist, bitch. So I have one more story, and then I'll kind of like. Oh. Kind of tell you about what th- another theory for this. Floor. Okay. So anyways, this one is insane. Is this parallel universe too? Same thing. A God, time, I really love slip. the parallel love universes. Yeah. yeah, it's such a trip. Yeah. So this one is uh, a woman by the name of Miriam Golding, mm-hmm. and I've heard snippets of the story before. I could have said something about the story before too, but this is really in depth. Okay. So in 1934, a woman by the name of Miriam Miriam Golding had a strange experience while riding an elevator with her fiancé in Chicago. It was a music store. Okay. Uh, It was kind of part of a department store. But anyways... Um, the, uh, it was really crowded and Miriam made the mistake and got off at the wrong floor. And then by the time she realized it, she turned around and there was a ton (gasps) of people. She couldn't push her way back to the elevator. So she's like, fuck it. I'll wait for another one. Right. But then she looked around and found that she was suddenly at a very busy train station. Oh no. Yes. It was crowded. Everyone was rushing around, and she was hearing the arrivals and departures. So she was definitely not at a department store. So she was like... Did she try getting back in the elevator? So here's the what happened. So she went... Well, I I don't think she did, because I think she was just like, why the fuck am I... So she thought, okay, let me go to the information Mm -hmm. booth to ask where she was. And the woman working there completely ignored her. (gasps) And oh, like if, she couldn't see her as even? If she wasn't there at all. Oh, so she wasn't even fully. Yeah. Oh, God. So she was like, okay. So she decided, okay, well, maybe if I go outside, I'll recognize where I am, like oh. the street that I am. She went outside and even the weather was strange. She said it was a mild, sunny afternoon and it seemed to be in the midst of summer rather than fall. Oh. I mean, she was in Chicago, so there's a difference. Yeah. Between summer yes, and fall. Yeah, definitely. She kind of is wandering around confused. People are walking past her like she wasn't there. She then saw a confused boy standing in the sidewalk. 
uh, who was also being passed <gasps> Oh, my on. God. Was he also, like, half in, half out? Oh, my gosh. Could so, he see her? So she approached him, and the boy actually saw and responded to her. Oh. And was relieved that she saw him, too. And God, he said... I hate that it can happen to children. I know. He's like, I guess they let you off on the wrong stop, too. That's what he said. Oh, how do you get separated from his parents? So they walked together, confused, down the street, and people were still ignoring them. Uh-huh. The boy explained... That before he was there at the train station or the sidewalk, that he was playing tennis in Lincoln, Nebraska. Whoa. And went to his locker room to change his shoes. When he went back to the courts to play some more, he was at the train station. Oh, my God. I wonder if there was like a whole population of people people in this world. Yeah. And what is this train station? What is this? The train station in other universes? (laughs) Like, did they happen? Oh, my God. It's like the train to Hogwarts. Right. So anyways, sorry, I keep wiping my nose. I got the aggressive snots. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. They kept walking until they reached an open area that apparently led to like a water, big okay. like lake, probably. Lake Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's Chicago. I mean, if it's Chicago, but obviously it seems like it's not. Well, true. <laughs> and there was a sandbar past the waves and they saw several women on the sandbar just chatting like mm-hmm. no big deal. Like they were on the sidewalk, but they were on a sandbar. One of the women was Miriam's uh, fiance's sister, so her future sister. Whoa, so she saw someone she recognized. She recognized. The women noticed them, waved, and shouted at them. And the boy was like, well, let me see if I can try to swim out there. And the boy was like, I'm a good swimmer. I'll see what's going on. Because they said it wasn't oh, that far. Oh, they were far. in a sandbar they separated from separated. the... Oh, got it. So the boy tried to see if he could swim out to the sandbar. <sighs> that did afraid. not seem... I know me too. Because, I mean, they don't even know where they are. What if he went to the water and went somewhere else? Well, yeah. So he said no matter how much he swam, uh-huh. he could not reach the sandbar. Oh. And then suddenly, the sandbar disappeared. <gasps> So Miriam was, like, frustrated and kind of just went, oh, and closed her eyes to, like, be like, fuck. And she was overcome by the sensation of floating. And she said there was an odd feeling of hovering in the darkness. Uh And when she opened her eyes, she was sitting on a stool in the department store in Chicago. Was the little boy there? No, no little boy. Oh. Yeah. Um, That she said at the time when she opened her eyes and was back to the department Uh store, it seemed like they were closing for the night. Oh, well, so it was hours later. It was hours later. So she had been there. I mean, if she was going by that, she had been there yeah. for several hours. So she looked around the department store for her fiancé, couldn't find him, and decided to go back to his house. Fiancé was there, relieved. Yeah. Or was he? <laughs> She's like, man, I put her in another universe. Damn it. <laughs> I paid big money to get you to the <laughs> parallel <work>. universe. <laughs> right? Lorena's, uh, what, boyfriend told me about this. <laughs> it fucking didn't work. Okay. <laughs> and so... Is, so he said he had lost her in the store and waited for her, looked for her for a few hours and thought maybe like he had just, she had went back to the house. And so he went home, wasn't there. What kind of relationship is that where suddenly... What? Well, well you go to there. the store with someone... For, for a couple hours looking for I her. mean, you wouldn't stay there waiting maybe, but you wouldn't just assume they went home. Well, what would you do if you couldn't find... I mean, they didn't have cell phones? Like what year? This was in the 30s. Yeah. So like smoke signals. No, I'm just kidding. Telegram. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Because we have a real good sense of technological history. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Um, missing. Uh, no, I mean, I figured like she... I mean, you wouldn't assume... Like, I mean, if I, I would be lost... worried that something happened. So if, if I had lost my husband and a couple hours into it... 
Like you would go hours. home thinking that's the common place. I think that would be the the first thing. But I would. But he doesn't stay show there. up there. I know. Right. I mean, it's not normal. It isn't. to go to the same place with someone and have one of the people just leave that place right. without I, saying anything, and then to just go home and find she's not there. And you're still at home. I mean, was he eating dinner? Had he just has he, had he moved on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he got over it pretty fucking quick. I'm just saying. So and then Fane worry. Oh, there you are. And he's like, I just oh, there you figured are. you went home. I mean, the- she, he's all eating. Well, I got, dinner's cold, but it's there. So, anyways, um, and then uh. <laughs> I don't want to know his fiance's name now because I want to blame him. Yeah. You did it. Son of a bitch. You pushed her out of the elevator <laughs> into another parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Um. So her fiance's sister, the girl that she saw. Yes. That she'd seen on the sandbar. Yeah. Claimed that she had seen Miriam <gasps> in town. And even called out to her, but she was too absorbed talking to a young boy to notice. Oh my god! What the shit, right. So what does it say about the sister? So, like that she could detect that. So like she was in. It seems like she was like in a weird in between. Wow. Yeah. 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 So maybe still visible. So here's another theory on that. So this one kind of blew my mind, and I was going to add it before, but it, it's just a whole other thing. Yeah. So put on your tin hat. I'm and ready. Strap the fuck on. And it's on. Because there is this simulation hypothesis. Uh-huh. Are we living in a computer simulation? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. The simulation hypothesis is the modern equivalent of an idea that's been around for a while. And it's the idea that the physical world that we live in, including mm-hmm. Earth and the rest of the physical universe, is actually part of a computer simulation. Oh. And could this explain ghosts, time slips, oh. aliens? Is it? Uh-huh. A gl- you know, when we say it's a glitch in the matrix? Yeah. And so, okay. So this one is from thevox.com. Okay. And uh, so there was an influential uh, paper that laid out the theory. Oxford philosopher Nick Bostrom showed that at least one of the possibilities is true. So he had this paper about mm-hmm. this, if we're computer simulations. Um, one is all human-like civilizations in the universe go extinct before they develop the technological capacity to create simulated realities. Mm. Two, if any civilizations do reach this phase of technological maturity, none of them would bother to run simulations. Mm-hmm. Or three, advanced sim- uh, civilizations would have the ability to create many, many simulations. And that means there are far more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones. So basically they're saying if we're so technologically advanced, it's almost mm-hmm. like, well, why wouldn't they? Just just to see. Because we do have The Sims as a video game. Yeah. Right? Um, and so, anyways, so, and it seems out of reach, but this other guy goes into it. Um, Bostrom concludes that uh, they're all possible, but the third option might even be the most probable outcome. And like I said, it's a difficult argument to wrap your head around. But maybe our consciousness is in the simulated characters. Correct. Maybe that's how we continue. Right. So, and then, you know, that's that another theory of the quantum immortality uh-huh. where your character dies, but uh-huh. then your character is in another. I mean, <gasps> yes. it all kind of wraps into this weird, this almost so makes sense cool. yeah. kind of shit. So. Riz Rizwan Verk, he is a computer scientist and video game designer, uh-huh. and he just released a book called The Simulation Hypothesis, and it explores that argument uh-huh. in much greater detail. 
and traces the path from today's technology to what he calls the simulation point, the oh. moment at which we could realistically build a matrix-like simulation. Okay. It's a whole lot of science that my head was throbbing, so I kind of tried to... So get... he's kind of writing it for other computer... No, no, we you could pick it up. It's on sale. Okay. But... I mean, would I understand it? Is he talking to the average person, or... I mean, it's... I, well, you understood it. I'm just it. talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I, I got the gist yeah. It's it's a lot to take. So yeah. I, I took a few. So Verk explains the simulation hypothesis is the modern equivalent of a, an idea that's been around, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can think of it like a higher resolution or high fidelity video game in which we are all characters. And the best way to understand it within Western culture is the movie The Matrix. Yeah. Which many people have seen. And if you haven't seen it, it's kind of a f- cultural phenomenon. In the movie, yeah. Keanu Reeves plays the character Neo who meets a guy named, you know. The, you yeah, know. the whole deal. Yeah, the whole deal. That is the basic version of the simulation hypothesis. Quantum mm. indeterminacy, which is the idea that a particle is in one of multiple states. Yeah. And you don't really know until you observe the article. Yeah. So it's kind of the the same thing with the experiment of Schrodinger. I'm going to... Schrodinger. What is it? Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Right? So 50% chance in... They put it uh, the cat um, in a box with radioactive material, and there's 50% chance that the cat is dead and 50% chance the cat is alive. Mm-hmm. Now, common sense would tell us that the cat is already either alive or it's dead. We just don't know because we didn't open the box. Yeah. We open the box, and it'll be revealed to us whether the cat is alive or dead. But quantum physics tells us that the cat is both alive and dead at the same time. Well, because is our perception everything? Right, until somebody opens the box to observe it. Mm -hmm. The cardinal rule is the universe renders only that which needs to be observed. So they actually tested this on uh, atomic like molecules Mm -hmm. that are just kind of a mix. But the minute you set attention to it, it turns into a solid formation oh so that again goes into um manifestation yeah where if you observe things it it will happen because your attention is to it yeah because that's actually one of the ingredients in the outcome yes is your attention your attention to it Uh but if you're not it could be either both so that's the hypothesis. So in 1980s, for example, mm-hmm. if they're bringing it back to video games, you if you could render a game like World of Warcraft, which is a three-dimensional virtual reality game. Yeah, my game, sister was top-notch at that for really? many years. Yeah, World of Warcraft. So in the 80s, it'd be like, no way. It would take all the computing power in the world. We can't render all those pixels in real time. It's uh-huh. too much in the 80s. But what happened over time was there were optimization techniques. Mm-hmm. The core of these techniques is to only render, mm-hmm. which is what is being observed. Okay. So it's the same. So this guy that's interviewing this dude said, I'm going to do the thing that non-scientists always do when they want to sound scientific and invoke Occam's razors. Isn't the hypothesis that we're living in a flesh and blood physical world the simpler and therefore more likely explanation? So Verk says... Okay, and then let me go ahead and bring up a very famous physicist, John Wheeler. Uh, He was one of the last uh, physicists who worked with Albert Einstein and many of the great physicists of 20th century. Mm -hmm. He said that physics was initially thought to be about the study of physical objects, that everything was reducible to particles. 
Um, this is what's often called as the Newtonian model. But then they discovered quantum physics mm-hmm. and we realized that everything was a field of probabilities and it wasn't actually physical objects. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of um, what he went into mm-hmm. was the discovery that at the core level, everything is information. Everything is based on bits. So Wheeler came up with the famous phrase called it from bit, which is the idea that anything we see as physical is mm-hmm. really the result of bits of information. Uh-huh. He didn't leave to see he didn't live to see the quantum computer thing come into reality, but that's kind of what he was angling uh-huh. towards. So he, this Vert guy says the world isn't really physical, it's all based on information then a simpler explanation might be that we live in a simulation that is generated based on computer science and information. So that also brings in, remember I talked about DMT and when people go into a different reality, yeah. they see patterns uh-huh. and bits and different. So maybe they're seeing the computer innards of whatever the heck we are. It, I mean, there's so much more to this. I but if we perceive that we live in a three-dimensional physical form, mm-hmm. flesh and blood, mm-hmm. then does that make it true? Yeah. That's basically what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we are perceiving it as. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it it's true to us. Yeah. So that's why the thought of multi-universes, glitches in the matrix, mm-hmm. seems so wild because we're so used to physical flesh and, and blood. And we do tend to like to hang on to one reality yeah it feels more secure yeah if what i perceive today is yeah. all there is to perceive and, and it's and it's a way of keeping us from going cuckoo because what if there was all kinds of glitches you never know if you're gonna wake up in another reality yeah our emotional base as creatures doesn't yeah, it doesn't allow for too much of that i don't think we can and then i still can't quite wrap my head around the theory mm-hmm. either because yeah. it seems so wackadoodle. But yeah. if you look at, like like I said, like the ghosts, uh-huh. seeing it. I mean, you know, and then this lady yeah. going into this different... And she was still kind of seen by her yeah. sister-in-law, but she wasn't really there. Yes. The lady in another dimension, the time uh-huh. slips. I mean, yeah, No, I love that. I know. Because people who hang on really tightly... To their one perception, mm-hmm. even if it's like super logical mm-hmm. and they say, like, nope, I'm all logic. Yeah. That's what I am. Yeah. I'm like, well, but is it yeah. logical to say there's nothing else? Exactly. When we're learning so much and don't know so much. Right. So maybe say this is what you're comfortable with today, but who knows what yeah. you'll learn tomorrow. And it may be this theory might. I mean, I mean, it is out there and it might and it is a theory. It's not mm-hmm. saying it's real, but it's something to think about, because if if. If it was such a thing, the all these different incidents kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, it's a theory that ties so much together. That's what makes it interesting right. to me. It yeah. ties a lot of things together Ooh. of, you know, mysterious disappearances, yes. time slip. And like I said, when people go into DMT, they there's always claims of seeing almost like computer generated yeah. bits and everything is very symmetrical. And they see all these patterns that feel like they're going into like an old school video game, pop, 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 all these information. Do, I wonder if they test the activity in the brain during that to during see that if more is, you know, like the lights are on and other areas right. of the brain when but you're if, on DMT. Yeah, that's true, right? I mean, it does produce that chemical, but at that point, mm-hmm. when it's like the experience is consciousness, I don't think the, you know, that's the argument is that uh-huh. the brain is not involved 
in, in that. this. And that's where yeah. people feel uncomfortable. Yes. Because that's going in a whole other realm. So we're conscious beyond yeah. our brain because they can't detect it. In yeah. If brain. I can't touch it or measure it, don't even tell me about right. it. Right. Because then that goes into spiritual woo woo. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So people don't want to, and scientists, uh, you know, don't want to touch that. And mm-hmm. they're just saying, no, it's brain activity. But there is no brain activity. You know, especially when these people have near-death experiences yes. and there's no brain activity. Um, and then yet when they come back, they recall all these things that actually happened. So yeah. how did they do that mm-hmm. when there was they were clinically dead? Like that one lady that had the cancer that overtook oh, her yeah. body. Mm-hmm. And she saw her husband talking to the doctor down the hall. She knew what they were talking about and blah, 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 blah. And then she came back and it was all her tumors were gone. And she yeah. was clinically dead. Like mm-hmm. we have to look. There's something beyond. There's something beyond. There's something beyond. And we don't have all the answers, but it's people good. are studying that yeah. and considering new ideas. And it's good to have the open discussion. And that's 100% why we have this show. I mean, aside from making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> And Zach Bagans. And Zach Bagans. God damn his arms. That's why God we have the show. <laughs> so that's my story for today. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That one always gets me thinking, that topic, I mean. I love it. Beyond recording. Yeah. Because I'll start thinking about that and dreaming and all yeah, those other right. states. And that and that's another thing I actually didn't bring in is the dreams. Yeah. Really like, what are dreams? Yeah. Is it just our brain bored while we're sleeping and just drawing from it? And it could uh-huh. be. Could be. what if? Like, yeah. that's our kind of quick peek into something yeah. else. You know, never know. Well, guys, <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank um, you. Don't forget, show on Sunday. Oh, my God. Show up. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a good time. And mm-hmm. if you're not going to be there, the least you could do is share a scary story with us, people. Yes. Email <laughs> it. Instagram it message us through whatever means and we'll share it on our show and if you want to we'll share it we will share it on the live show on sunday oh we're definitely i know we've got some in a couple of our listeners in other parts of the world yes um, yes are writing in they've already contacted us so So it's gonna be fun you'll be there yes and get in on it Mm -hmm. okay all right guys until next time see you later um (laughs) bye we still don't have like a good ending Bye. Bye. (laughs) No flowery endings either for Paula, I guess. Um, Bye.